Welcome to this NHS Employers podcast, which will focus on the HSJ Women Leaders Network. Hello, my name's Adele Waters. I'm the Executive Editor of HSJ, and I'm with Dr. Theresa Shaw, who's the Chief Executive of the Foundation of Nursing Studies. Um, we thought we'd do a podcast just to talk about the Women Leaders Network, what it's achieved and what it hopes to achieve in the future, and why members should join. Um, Dr. Shaw's been with the network since it started in 2015 and from our very first event. Um, Can I ask you firstly to describe a little bit for those people who perhaps don't know much about the Foundation of Nursing Studies, what it is and what you do there? So Foundation of Nursing Studies, FOMS as we're often known by now, um, is a a charity or an independent organisation and we were set up originally, uh, almost 30 years ago now, to look at how nurses could be supported to use research in practice and make sure that care um, was as good as it could possibly be. So our ultimate purpose is around um, improving patient care. And so how much of your work as chief executive would be sort of bread and butter overseeing the research, putting that into, making sure it's put into practice, or how much is it about leadership and encouraging staff and um, representing the organisation? Yeah, I mean, a big part of my role is about leading the organisation, managing the organisation, making sure that we do achieve our charitable objectives. That's what the trustees um, have have given me as my responsibility is to to lead and manage the organisation effectively. And so that's that is a big part of the work. But I. I do that in a way that I um, also look at how I can reach out to my colleagues um, and work with them and support them and also listen to them and hear about what they think we should be doing because I think good leaders um, don't just have their own kind of good ideas about what's happening, they get people around them that uh, can share with them what they think should be happening in practice, particularly in terms of nursing and um, you should use that, you know, leaders shouldn't just think that they have their own good ideas and get on with it because actually you'd be completely ineffective. But leading is um, is really important in terms of an organisation like ours to keep a focus on um, where we should be going to next, what's the next thing on the horizon, how can we help um, and make a difference because that's what we, sh- we should be existing for, not just not just for being funds. So that kind of strategic vision yeah. is probably um, your domain, isn't it, as chief executive? And do you feel, where, where can you draw support for that as a chief executive? Do you feel sometimes it's quite an isolated role? Do you yeah. have to look outside the organisation to get that? I think ultimately, um, being a CEO is, is, is isolating and uh, isolated. Um, you have to make decisions um, about difficult things sometimes. Uh, you can't always tell people um, if there is something that might be going wrong, um, because you need to keep a good keep the team happy and feeling as everything's going well. But I might know that there's you know the next lot of money may not be coming in in the way in which I want it to, or there may be challenges ahead, and so you can't always share that with colleagues. And is that one of the reasons why you're a member of this network? One of the things that attracted me to the network is that real opportunity to connect with an even wider group of people, but also people at different stages of their leadership career too and I think that's so important. It's it's all very well bringing people together that have lots of experience in, in senior roles and they can support each other but actually also seeing people that are um, aspiring leaders and having them part of that network too is really important because of course they bring fresh eyes to, to what we're doing and we can learn from them too as well as offer opportunities to support, to, sh- to share some of the things that maybe have been difficult for us and how we've overcome them, to share those with others um, and hopefully 
help them overcome some of the obstacles that they might uh, face in the future. What sort of things would you like to see from Women Leaders Network, perhaps particular areas that we could focus on in the future? And indeed, is there anything you've particularly enjoyed about the network so far that you've found particularly useful? I mean, I think one of the, the things that I've really enjoyed is the fact that it, it's brought together um, so many people. I mean, I think that was you know, one of my um, overriding uh, feelings going away from the first meeting was just how many people we had in the room that were leaders. Um, and women, and just how fantastic that is. Um, and you know, listening to what people had to say about the network and how they wanted the network to be, and being quite passionate about that, I thought was really um, tremendous. And the fact that people were prepared to stand up and say, "No, we're a we're a women leaders network, and perhaps we're not going to have any men for the moment." And I think that's, you know, I think that's absolutely fine. And pe but people had a voice, and they were open and honest about what they wanted to do. So, I think that's great. I think it's wonderful that we've got aspiring leaders joining us because I have one of the things that I really feel strongly about. Um, uh, in a growing sense, that we're not really supporting, championing, uh, bringing on our uh, young leaders. Um, we kind of almost wait till they're all there, mm. and then we expect them to go out and do it. And then, yes, there's support, but actually we need to be doing things much earlier. We need to be recognising people that have potential, but then finding out from them what would help them um, move forward in their leadership role, and doing that in a way that's timely. Um, it's not a race. Some people want to do a range of things before they maybe move into more um, uh, high-level leadership positions. And I think we need to look at the whole raft of things that we can um, offer people. So I think that's something really um, important going forward that I would love to see how the network can create opportunities to be supporting um, aspiring leaders. Because there aren't really that many networks within the healthcare space that would involve or be open to all women in, in leadership roles are there so um, there is a kind of this is what we picked up that yeah. there is a real need for this yes no I mean I think in the very so for example when I became CEO I, I um, linked up with a number of other chief executives working across the third sector and, they, and that's a really interesting group of, of people to meet and I, and I know for example that chief nurses directors of nursing have have their kind of opportunities for coming together um, and I'm sure that's true of women that are in um, health services chief executive roles too that they probably try and connect but they, the reality is this network is bringing together people from a whole raft of different areas albeit healthcare but in fact there are all many people doing quite different things so I think that's really important too because there'll be commonality but there will be differences too. Did you, did you think when you go back to maybe when you were a student nurse or a newly qualified nurse, did you think you were set for a leadership path or did it find you in a way or was it a little bit of a mix of that story? I think I probably knew that I had some potential but I think there is, um, I think one of the things that's very difficult and I, 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 I believe I've suffered from it and I think a lot of women do too is that often they um, have moments where the confidence and self-belief kind of disappears. You hear people talk about things like imposter syndrome and thinking actually maybe I'm, perhaps I'm kidding myself, maybe I, I won't really be able to, to do this. Mm -hmm. And indeed, even when I took on the, the CEO role at Fonz, for a long time I used to kind of say, well, um, it kind of just happened really. Uh, it wasn't what I aspired to, which was true, I didn't aspire to be the chief executive. Um, but when I got the opportunity, I kind of thought, no, you need to take this because actually you do have a view about where the organisation can be going in the future. But it took me a long time to stop saying, oh, well, I'm a nurse, really, and um, this isn't really what I intended to, to be doing. 
and it was only really through one of my the chairs that I've worked with as part of the charity who said yes but you can you, you can do it can't you you are doing a good job that I realized that I, I needed to stop saying this is not what I, I, I intended to do because I think perhaps I thought maybe I wasn't quite the right person. And do you think that's a similar path that a lot of women in leadership roles absolutely. face as opposed to maybe men? Yeah, absolutely. I think men accept um, leadership, authority, responsibility. They see that as something that men, men do. And they don't question themselves necessarily outwardly in the same way in which women do. I've no doubt some of them behind closed doors do sometimes think, oh God, you know, how did I end up in this situation and am I good enough? But they would never do it in a, in a very open way and they would never display any evidence of not feeling worthy and confident. And I think sometimes as women we um, can try and talk ourselves out of being good enough. Um, and so again, things like the network are really important to give people confidence, but also then thinking about the other things that you need to do to um, strengthen that self-belief um, and confidence and not feel like a, a, an imposter in your leadership role. Finally, I think now, did you have a, do you have a mentor now? Um, and, and did you have a mentor as you, you know, at various points in your career? And, and is that something you really would encourage? I definitely, I definitely would encourage um, people to think about having some uh, kind of mentor or coach that they use. And I think that doesn't always have to be the same people over long periods of time. And, and what I've tended to do in the different roles that I've had is seen people that I recognise could, could be helpful to me and thought about how I could use them. And often I find now it tends to be almost a co-mentoring relationship that you sometimes en enter into people, that they... Um, you can offer people something in return and I think it's really good I mean I think there's no um, no question that talking to others about what you're doing sharing your ideas asking questions being curious about whether you're doing the right thing or not is is absolutely um, essential because if you isolate yourself even more than you can be um, your confidence will go and you, and you won't be effective at every stage of leadership um, I think you've got to find others that you can spend time with, talk to, shadow, um, never miss an opportunity to kind of work with somebody else and see what they're doing and try and learn from that because actually, you know, everyone has something to offer and you can just pick the things that you think work for you. Perfect. Well, thank you very much indeed for your time today. I think that's very useful and um, thank you very much. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening. To find out more about the HSJ Women Leaders Network, visit www.nhsemployers.org forward slash NHS Women or join the discussion on Twitter using the hashtag NHS Women.